Freaky Phantoms. I am Andrew. And I am Deborah. And today we are going to talk about one of our favorite animation studios ever, I think. Yeah, and it's not Disney. Uh, kinda. <laughs> no, kinda. it's not. <laughs> We're talking about Studio Ghibli, or Ghibli, or, or however you want to say it. Or Ghibli. Ghibli? Ghibli. Ghibli! Studio Ghibli! <laughs> We're talking about the studio that is incredibly famous, probably one of the greatest um, animation studios to ever make it on the big screen in the States, especially. Yeah, no, it, it's... All you gotta say is spirited away and people know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, and also, Miyazaki is not necessarily Studio Ghibli. Um... So just putting no, that not. out there already. No, no, no. He's, he's uh, I believe, the head of the studio. Um, yeah. He is the, uh, I don't know, I guess, four-figure, whatever you want to call it. So we're um, going to be. He's a great director. Yeah. So we're going to be talking about Studio Ghibli movies that are his and then some that aren't. Yeah, yeah. So the intent of this episode is to cover um, uh, uh, quite a few uh, movies that we love. And, you know, if we ever want to continue the conversation with more, then there may be a follow-up. But, um, you know, these are ones that we have decided to make permanent collection and a couple that we're kind of on the fence about. Um, but they're all really, really important pieces of animated cinema. Yep. And another reason why we decided to do this was because... I want to apologize to everybody for being deathly ill last episode. <laughs> and in my dying, I decided that I wanted my final memories to be of Studio Ghibli films. Yes. So we like, had a huge marathon as I was being nursed. Well, you know, it's funny. We didn't watch your favorite. Um, no, we didn't. But when, when we get to that, we'll get to that. Let's start off. What was your introduction to the films of this uh, production studio. Um, what was your first Ghibli? So it was kind of two different ways. My first introduction was actually watching the Oscars when Spirited Away was nominated. And seeing that. Really? Yeah. Wow. So I was just like, oh, that movie looks interesting. And never got to see it. And then um, a couple months later for my birthday, my older sister who was the one who gave me paprika mm -hmm. um for my birthday she gave me Howl's moving castle okay hell yeah um and didn't know anything about it watched it fell in love with it and just obsessed over it for years that's not a bad introduction yeah. that's uh, that's a pretty cool uh sisterly move there yeah i i wasn't so lucky my um my introduction to uh the the name uh, came by association when we were watching a lot of R-rated anime, a lot of uh, more you know intense shows like Berserk and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, somebody had come across a clip of a kid melting during the atom bomb being dropped on Hiroshima. Oh, yeah. And it was from the movie Barefoot Gen. Well, looking up Barefoot Gen, and I think this was in the late 90s and, you know, the early days of internet searching for coverage on anime and stuff like that, uh, we came across um, Grave of the Fireflies, 
and then through some other tapes and some friends whose parents collected stuff by like Streamline and Ultravision and uh, so on, I think I saw my first Studio Ghibli trailer either was My Neighbor Totoro or mm-hmm. maybe Castle in the Sky. Okay. Yeah. So it's it started with trailers and it started with, you know, just association. And then I think I saw The Cat Returns on the shelf in some comic book store. And my first Studio Ghibli movie, I think, might have been... Um, Princess Mononoke, maybe, but that was the big one. Yeah. Because when that came out, like, everybody in the group was freaking out because Neil Gaiman had written the screenplay for the English uh, dub, and it was really, really, like, propped up as, like, oh, my God, this movie's fucking amazing. And it was. So that was kind of that was kind of how I got into uh, Miyazaki's stuff and Studio Ghibli's stuff. Yeah. It's great. I fucking love it. So how do you want to do this? Because it is so expansive. Yeah. Well, I mean, we we did buckle down while we were watching Wicked City and then a bunch of others um, and decide to mix it up with a handful of these movies. I think we should just kind of start with... How we started it. How we started this time around that kind of inspired this episode. Okay. So you want to start with Nausicaa? It was a Nausicaa. What was it? What did we start with? Pompoco. Yeah, we start with Pompoco. <laughs> <laughs> so we were uh, in the store, and I saw that um, some anime titles had wound up on the shelves, and I also saw some Disney stuff. And the thing about Ghibli and Disney is that they've kind of been married yeah, for a while. Yeah, you'll see a lot of Ghibli stuff that's being produced by Disney right now. Yeah. Like Disney's releasing it, has their name and their emblem all over it. It'll be Disney Studio Ghibli right underneath it. Um, but not all of Ghibli. Not all of Ghibli's stuff not is all, Disney, Disney friendly. At all. <laughs> um, but we'll get into that later. You know, it's, it is kind of interesting that we're talking about that considering today was the day that Fox got completely aligned with Disney. Really? It happened today. So now... Don't you fucking dare. Now, officially, Newt is a Disney princess. Okay. I'm fine with Newt being a Disney princess. You know the one princess I cannot stand (laughs) being called a Disney princess. Uh, Bartok, or whatever the bat's name is, or whatever. So, um... We'll we'll do that episode another day. Yeah, we will. Yeah, the fucking oh god, the fan base for that. That's gonna be a hell of a talk. And by the way, we're gonna be talking a little bit about the uh, fan bases we know them of uh, Ghibli films. <laughs> yeah, we will. Yeah, but um, no, go ahead, go for it. Um, so we were in the store and we I was dying. Yep. And Andrew was looking at movies, and he's like, do you have this one? Do you have this one? Do you have this one? I'm like, no, yes, no. (laughs) (laughs) Just like that. And I went to go get something, and he just picked this up. He didn't show it to me. He didn't ask me if I had it. Mm -hmm. We got Thai soup and came home and put it on. I'm like, oh, it's about trash pandas. <laughs> and had no idea what the fuck it was. And I was like, oh, it's Ghibli. It's about trash pandas. This is great. <laughs> and it it's one of the most 
heartfelt and kind of really message-driven ones that I think he's done. Yeah, and it's uh, not it's not a Miyazaki. It's not the. Um, it's an Isao Takahata, but yeah. um, you know Miyazaki, of course, had a role in this. But it's um, one of the ones that I was like, this is a really good message, and it makes me really sad. Yeah, yeah. The, this and the thing is, is like when it comes to these features, a lot of them are very emotionally driven. Yes. Um, they will connect with you on very deep levels, far beyond the surface posturing bullshit that's being shoveled out by a lot of big animation studios right now. Yeah. Um, Pompoko is a special one. Uh, I don't know. I'd say let's just get into the story about it and kind of explain what Pompoko is because I knew it as a film that featured creatures that transformed into these monsters and surreal beings um and i had no idea what the fucking plot was but now that i've seen I, it i love it you knew more than me yeah you, I was you didn't like, know a damn thing it's just, i was like oh studio ghibli look at that cute fucking raccoon <laughs> um That's so a, oh my god the raccoon designs in this are so good i love it so pompoko is about raccoons and how they live um, it starts off with them in the woods and being happy. And then they decide to, like, humans decide to start turning the woods that they live in into, like, a huge town. And it's the story about how these raccoons are being forced out of their homes and trying to fight back and get their forest back from the people. And... Raccoons can apparently transform themselves into anything they want, <laughs> and they can stretch out their testicles to cover things. And lot yeah. of lot of fucking nut jokes, yeah, in this movie. Um, I, I think that that's actually a Japanese thing, though. Yeah, is joking about balls. Like when if you look at Japanese. Um, statues and stuff uh-huh. of raccoons you'll usually see a like, huge ass fucking ball uh, i'm not fucking kidding this is the real it's thing because, maybe it's because raccoons have big balls because they're constantly getting in your fucking trash and you gotta have a i forget the lo- i forget to, I the know. lore behind it but one of my friends they're, they're so bold one of my friends taught me this in high school. Really? Yeah. And so oh, I knew funny. about that before we watched it. I okay. just didn't think I was going to see it. Yeah. Because <laughs> there, there are a lot of raccoon nuts in yeah. this movie. Like every male character has his nuts out. And then if there's a girl character, you'll see raccoon Boobs. titties. And sometimes <laughs> you'll see raccoon titty nip- like nipples on the titties. <laughs> and yes. they'll just come out. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know. I, I can say that's probably why this movie is not, not released on a Disney Blu-ray. Yeah. Now, this is one of the ones that it's just... It's, it's just G-Kids. Gi- yeah. Yeah, that's that's the specific label for a handful of Ghibli films that are not so kid-friendly uh, that they can be put on, like, Walmart shelves and shit like that. Uh, or Best Buy or whatever. 
Um, there are some mature themes. It's in this. not for American kids. It's for kids that grew up in Europe. No, no shit. And in Asia, yeah. I'm sorry. And, and anywhere other than the states. Yeah, and I could say that because I grew up in in Europe, and I was yeah. like, I was exposed to more stuff than kids here are. Yeah, well, I, I think you know this is a movie that if it was more popular. And it showed up in Disney trailers more often. Yeah. Parents would probably get it and then be revolted. And be very upset. And make a huge deal yeah. about it. And I'm, I'm so surprised that like this movie is as underground as it is coming from the same house that built Spirited Away. Because if this film was talked about more, there would be more people who would constantly bitch about it yeah like i can see this creating a twitter firestorm i could see it being like oh my god my children are being this movie should be banned in the states never put on the shelf in a library ever no this movie's teaching you that people are assholes and we destroyed the environment and they're helpless animals who can't do anything about it and we're taking away their homes and that the animals like like fight against it and then come to peace with it and learn how to accept their new life. Well, despite the it's fact fucked that up. It made so me cry. many of them get fucking killed. Yeah. Um, I think this movie should be seen by very um, well-rounded, uh, good-thinking people, I guess, mm-hmm. is a way to say it. Um, it's not mature in the sense of being like, uh, you know, adult taboo. Uh, no, it's not like sexual that. anime or anything like that. It, it um, can just be crude sometimes. It can be, but you know, I don't think that's uh, a negative fault because no. I grew up watching crude shit in Mel Brooks movies. No, it was fine. Yeah, it was I, fun. I think it's an excellent film. Yeah. Um, and I think you know it might be one I want to keep on the shelf permanently and revisit every now and again, even though it's really fucking sad. But I can't recommend it enough. Uh, the characters are great. The Japanese version. Uh, with English subtitles was is the way the to go. Absolute way to watch it. Um, and it's filled with so much fun folklore and regional history and all of these amazing uh, supernatural elements that are really entertaining and enjoyable. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely top tier uh, Ghibli for me. Yeah. Um, what do we do next? Um, after that, we decided to watch, I think we watched Nausicaa next. We did. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it pissed me off. <laughs> um, I had never seen it. Yeah. Um, we had had it on the shelf almost... Three or four years? No, longer than that. We've had this since... It's been about five years. Oh, yeah, yeah. I did get a long time ago. Um, you got it a long time ago, and it's just one that you've talked about wanting to watch, but I was like, it's not the night for it. And... <laughs> I was just laying out on the couch, and I was like, just put whatever you want to put on. <laughs> put the movie on. And I sounded like the the <laughs> brother from Teen Witch, because you're a dog. What do you want? We'll, we'll do that later. <laughs> yeah. um, so he put on Nausicaa. Yeah. And I have never been so infuriated. Yeah. In my fucking life. <laughs> Um, so th- this is where I want to get into the discussion about how some of these films are really, really good with an English cast. And this is 
definitely one of those. Yeah, the, the English language track for this movie is great. Um, it's got some really good performances. Uh, got, some got uh, Chris really effective Sar- ones, too. It's got Chris Sarandon. Yeah, it's yeah. got Patrick Stewart. Patrick Stewart, yeah. Uma Thurman is Which, a bad guy. Yeah. yeah. Effective. Yeah. Effective. Yeah. She's such a character bitch. a character you you definitely I, hate mm. <laughs> so let's talk about uh nausicaa nausicaa is kind of a wasteland adventure post-apocalyptic, post-apocalyptic but you coming hate, of age you hate post-apocalyptic movies i know you're and not a fan of Mad Max. You're nope. not a fan of uh, many films that try to go into that setting. No, I, I I don't know why. It's just they've never really done it for me. Yeah, they're just not my cup of tea. Right. This was incredible. This like one this worked. one, this one worked. Yeah. I, I think it's because of, oh, it's a post-apocalyptic. Everything's toxic. We live in the desert. Kind of. Every single one I've seen. This. Yeah. Is it's post-apocalyptic. We live in parts of the desert, and the toxic wasteland is a forest with giant bugs. Yeah, so the, <laughs> the, it makes it more fun. There's a different, more kind of wild element to it. Totally, totally. Because this isn't like a desert rogue, you know, drive the cars across the sand. Which it's that kind of stuff. I can't really. Yeah. I like Turbo Kid. Well, Turbo Kid's great. Yeah. Turbo Kid's really fucking special. And Turbo Kid uh, has a tone about it that very few films uh, replicate or or have I think this was better, though. I agree. I got to agree, And I'm going to go ahead and do this Mm. unpopular opinion. Yeah, do it. Fuck yeah. The best studio Ghibli. Uh... That's... And that's the thing. I want to say that's not Miyazaki, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I, I can't put this over Howells. Yeah. yeah so yeah. this is the best uh-huh. that's not Howells. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so for, for me. And that includes yeah. Spirited Away. For, for me, this ranks up there with Mononoke. Um, yeah. This and this Mononoke are fucking masterpieces. Yeah. Uh, Spirited Away is excellent. There was actually even an article um, that I saw on Facebook the other mm. day that it was like titled Nausicaa, the best anime that no one is talking about. Yeah. And, and it was literally published like the day after we watched it. Yeah. You know, <laughs> uh, I think Ollie Barter or some other people uh, shared that. But yeah, yeah, yeah. It was great. Um so the the real like basic lowdown of this is there is a village in the middle of a valley. They call themselves the Valley of the Wind. They're very, um, I don't know, rustic kind of. You know, hey, that- they they tend to their uh, gardens, they tend to their forest, and they keep the poison forest and soil out yeah of their valley and they're able to and they're they're able to grow things which other villages aren't and they're really tight-knit together they Mm -hmm. really love each other they have good leadership there's there's the royalty element yeah and then it's very much like a medieval movie yeah where it's the peasants and the royalty but they all work together yeah and no one thinks they're less or more than anyone else it's really totally well structured like that and, it, 
It gives you a sense of community and love. The 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 characters in the Valley of the Wind that um, Nausicaa is the princess over and her father is dying and all of this is going on um, are all, you know, very, like, close and loving community, just yeah. like you're talking about. And then there are two other kingdoms. Um, one is an invading kingdom that wants to take over the world oh no no they're not invading they just want to talk i yeah. killed your fucking king <laughs> and we're, we're just here to talk to so, you so that's that's uma thurman and fucking chris sarandon's kingdom. <sighs> that's great uh and then there's a third that is kind of a uh, rebellion but also kind of shitty because they don't care about the people of the valley um, but the, the hook is that there are these giant, uh, creatures that destroyed everything. Yeah. They're giant. And, oh yeah. The giants or the warriors. Yeah. Yeah. The giant warriors, very much like old ones, you know, just these huge behemoth creatures. Um, and there's only one left in the world and it's about to be born from an egg that gets dropped into the middle of the valley. And all of this occurs, while everyone's trying to kill each other and the people of the valley are just trying to stay alive and protect and their, nice. you know, village from the toxic uh, outside. And I, then there's the Ohm. I get so fucking mad with how badly this village gets oh, messed they get with. Fucked. Um, but the thing is, is that their princess, uh, Nausicaa, can talk to bugs, the, insects. Yeah, the big bugs. Yeah, the insect species that is in the middle of this huge toxic forest. So all this shit goes down. Uh, it's captivating. It is an incredible story. It is. And I think it's one of the best animated fantasy Miyazaki? films. I think it might have been directed by another... No, it is Miyazaki. Miyazaki did do Nausicaa? Yeah. Yeah, he did. Yeah, it's Miyazaki's okay, so, It's Miyazaki's best So maybe. let me take back what I said. It's one of the top. Mm-hmm. It's the best Miyazaki movie made other than Howl's. This trumps Spirited <laughs> Away. I think, I think it's better than Spirited Away. I do. Yeah. I do. That's how good this is. It really is. Yeah, we yeah watched, it's fucking Miyazaki. We watched Spirited Away right after. Yeah. And, you know, everybody who's ever seen an anime knows no. about Spirited Away. If you don't, you're living under a fucking rock. Yeah, because I think it came out around 2000, 2001, and it got Best Animated Feature at the Although, Oscars I thought that it was year. later than that. I don't think so. I think it was around that time. It had to have been, because I remember it being a big fucking deal. Maybe at the latest it came out in 03. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, but regardless, I mean, it's a movie that swept the country. It got an entire, like, generation plus parents plus little kids plus, you know, future generations. Yeah, so, you know, right at the turn of the century, this anime came out that people immediately fucking locked onto yeah. and thought it was the greatest shit ever. Well, like I said, I was watching the freaking Oscars and yeah. it popped up for best animated like nomination for best animated feature and mm-hmm. then won. I was like, I want to see that movie. And my mom's like, you can't watch movies like that. And Why? Because my mom, because you know. Oh. And um, yeah, and then years later I discovered Howl's. Um, yeah. 
But no, it's like even watching those little clips that they do on the Oscars, mm-hmm. I was like, this looks really good. Well, we don't really need to dig into Spirited Away because everybody, everybody knows, knows about, about it. it. Uh, what are your... I will dig into the fact that I now have a little light gray sundress <laughs> that has the soot, the little soot, the soot balls, the soot balls yeah. and they are eating their star candy. <laughs> Because I'm a fucking nerd. We also have a little no-face figure. Yeah, we have a little no-face. Yeah, who pops up around the house yeah. every now and again. Um, I still think it's an excellent film. It's, I don't, still, it's still great. It's not top three, but no. it's... Not anymore. Not since we've grown up. I'd say it's probably top five yeah. still, you know? Um, but it's incredible. I mean, you know, it's, it's a masterpiece, mm-hmm. certainly. But... The difficult thing about that is, too, is that, you know, this studio produces so many incredible films. Yeah. It's almost to the point where you think because it's Ghibli, it's going to be fucking amazing. And And then then sometimes it's not. Just like the next movie we watched. You watched it. Tell me about it. I did not watch it. We both fell asleep. Well, I think there was a uh, red-headed uh, wizard movie that's currently on Netflix. Oh, fuck you. Talk about it. Tell me about that bullshit. All right. So he had to go somewhere. I don't... <laughs> I think it was a, an appointment or something. I, I had work. Something, something going on. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm dead and I don't want to get up and like actually get a movie. <laughs> I don't want to physically grab. I don't want to physically I'm move dead. too much. Yeah. Um. So I was like, oh yeah, there's a new one, a new Ghibli movie, mm-hmm. um, on Netflix called Mary and the Witch's Flower. Okay. And I remember seeing the trailer for it and being like super excited, like that's gonna be the fucking shit. Because <laughs> why? Because this, like, the story is really good. Yeah, okay. Like, it has a really good story that they just didn't know how to fucking do it. And started (laughs) adding all this extra shit that didn't need to be in there. Like, what? What what exactly is this fucking movie about? Because it's one of the handful of Ghibli movies that can be streamed. Yeah, so it's about a girl named Mary who's... Who hates the fact that she has red hair and she wants to change? <laughs> um, okay, that's that's a plot. Yeah, it's just like like pre like preteen. You know how like sure. I don't like how I am. I wish yeah, I were different. Yeah. And she finds a flower in the woods and gets the flower juice all over her, and then <laughs> discovers that she can fly a broomstick. Oh no! And kind of loses control and then lands in like a fucking university. For okay. witches, okay. She's like, I'm not, a, and she's like, he's, she finds out if she says that she's not a witch, that anyone who says they're not a like who's an imposter gets transformed, and so she's like, I'm just gonna pretend I'm a witch, hmm. and is introduced to the school and everything, and because she has the magic juice on her hands, she's able to do really high power magic, okay. But it's only for a limited amount of time, hmm. and then. She leaves, and they find out that she was an imposter, and that she had the flower. And they kidnap one of her friends, who's not really a friend, so I don't understand why she fucking cares. (laughs) 
And <laughs> all right. it's all to get her to come back so they can take the flower so they can do the highest form of transformation, which is make someone have all the powers in the world. Hmm. Thing is, is they mix in fucking science with it and trans and they will get animals and fuse them together and fuck it up and lock them up in cages. And, and like they just go wait, all. Wait, are, we, are we talking about some uh, like. Like experimental. Girl and dog and. Yeah. Some. But it's like, here's a cat and a tadpole. We're going to mix them together. No, nothing as bad as. Nothing as bad metal. as that. No. Okay, okay. But it's just like, it, it doesn't. The whole science mixed with the magic thing just doesn't work. Okay. You either got to be one or the other. You can't be both. Yeah, it just doesn't work. Gotcha. And it didn't really feel like there was anything at stake because she, in the mood, at the very beginning, the whole time, she's like, I fucking hate this kid. He's so mean to me. Why is he picking on me? And they kidnap him. And it's like, why are you going to go save him? <laughs> okay. And not to so, mention, so the, the voice acting the plot- is terrible. And yeah, you can yeah. only watch it. In English, and everybody's British, which is fine, but it doesn't work in anime, usually, when everybody is British and mm, Scottish. Yeah, that, that can be tough. It, it was just really tough. So maybe if I watched it in Japanese, it would have been better, but yeah. it, it just did not work for me. So what do you think about um, Ghibli movies lately? Like, let's say in the last I, 10 I think years or so I've, with these English casts, because... I don't think famous people right now, and I'm not talking about actors, I'm talking about famous people, Yeah, are particularly good at voice acting unless they're trained. And it seems like Disney is hiring a lot of people just for their names. Like, oh, look at this. One of your favorite people from one of these other movies is playing one of these characters, but the voices don't work. What about the voice acting in Frozen, babe? Is Frozen a Ghibli movie? <laughs> you said Because why Disney. the fuck are we talking about? You said up? Disney. Exactly. I mean, that's what I'm talking about. You know, Look at this famous fucking person from this live yeah, action this movie was, or this comedy show. This was, here's fucking, oh God, what's her name? She's, I love her. Kate Winslet. Oh, okay. As a frumpy old witch. That's weird. Like a like a madam, like a frumpy madam, like so kind of like dressed up nice, but you could tell she's like fucking fat. Yeah. And really just like Ugh. Why why do I feel like Kate Blanchett could pull off a voice like that, but Kate Winslet would yeah. have a little bit of a hard time selling it? Oh, you should have seen the fucking uh fox creature that Ugh. was Scottish that they tried to do. It was bad. Yeah, okay. Uh, so, you know, th- this is a generalization, but I'm going to say that when it comes to newer release Ghibli films, mm-hmm. I'm going to check out the Japanese language track I think first. It's the, I think it's the best. Yeah. But they don't give you the option to do it, so I had to watch it in English. Well, one thing that did uh, wind up being good for us is when we went and saw The Secret World of Arietti. Yeah, that one was nice. That one was a good one. That's very much like a little people borrowers kind of. Oh film. my god, it was so the borrowers. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it, you know, quite a bit, and I liked seeing it in theaters. And the thing is, you know, I've seen a handful of Ghibli films in theaters, and we missed a chance to go and see a Ghibli film festival last year. Yeah. 
I don't know if they're doing them annually or exactly what the deal is, but I think a handful of them should absolutely fucking be seen on the big screen. Well, we've seen Mononoke yes. on the big screen because we have a retro movie. The- well, it's not retro. It's like when movies are out of theaters, uh-huh. like they'll get the movie and show it at a discounted price. Yeah. But on Tuesdays, they'll show retro throwback movies right. that are older movies and you can watch them for like $2. It's fucking great. Yeah. And because of that, we were able to watch Mononoke mm-hmm. on the big screen and we were able to watch Howl's. Yeah. So um, which one do you want to talk about first? Because Mononoke is definitely up there as my favorite Next to Nausicaa and Howl's is your all-time favorite. Yeah. Um, um, real quick, though, the other one that we watched that we both fell asleep to was Tales from... Earthsea. Earthsea. And yeah, Tales from Earthsea. We both just passed out right I, at the beginning. Yeah, I think I think we were both dead by that point. And Tales from Earthsea requires a lot of commitment. Uh, it's a very heady fantasy film. Yeah. Uh, to say the least. And, so um, we can't really talk Dafoe about it. it. I didn't even know that. Oh, spoiler. Um, so, yeah. Uh, and then, you know what? I, I think we we should probably end uh, talking about um, Howl's and talking about um, Mononoke. Yeah. And we will save Grave of the Fireflies for another day. Yeah, because uh, we'll I've talk never about, seen it. We'll talk about um, Porco Rosso another day. We'll talk about The Cat Returns. We'll talk about... We, uh, I don't Castle wanna, in the Sky. I don't want to talk about Kiki's. Kiki's that, delivery service never worked for you? I had too many. Like, I watched it and I had too many chick friends who would come to school dressed up like Kiki. Oh, so Kiki was your Sailor Moon of yeah. Ghibli films. Yeah. Okay. We, we might explore that in uh, part two, how that made you feel, um, what kind of environment that put you in, uh, mental state. I was just um, like, you fucking idiot. <laughs> you look dumb. Talk about talk about howls. Talk about uh, Mononoke. Pick one. Uh, gosh. You know more about Mononoke than I do. Yes. And I know more about howls than you do. Okay. So you want me to go first? Yeah, you go All first. Right. So Mononoke is um, a very epic scale action adventure. Um, it's kind of a feudal Japan movie, um, mixed with, um, woodland, uh, villages being, uh, involved in this grand takeover of parts of the forest and the destruction of folklore and capturing a giant tree spirit while also the, um, increase of new technology of projectile weapons like cannons and gunfire and war it's very much a war movie both of them are yeah oh big time big time um but where howls is much more magical this is much more of like a dark fairy tale yeah and it's one that i think is probably um the most violent Miyazaki, I would say. Oh, yeah. You know, we watched it in a theater with a lot of kids um, and adults who thought, you know, 
its association with Disney and all this stuff. And we knew what we were getting into. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We, we totally knew that this was very, um, like, uh, not R-rated, per se. Um, but if this if this were, like, an epic uh, live-action movie, it would probably ride the line between PG-13 and R. Yeah. Um, there's decapitations. There's people getting their arms uh, there's torn off. There's yeah. No, oh, yeah. Yeah. There's blood. There's uh, animal. So much blood. There's blood on animals. Like, animals get hurt. Yeah. Rotting um, animals. Uh, animals' carcasses being used as um, camouflage. Uh, yeah. The, the boars. Um, and it's, it's a big... Uh, scale film where animal spirits are a thing and they haven't been completely you know i guess uh silenced or you know taken out by human evolution and uh modern um growth and all this stuff so you've got these characters who are from a village that gets attacked um the main character, he winds up getting poisoned. He goes on an adventure. He meets a feral girl who lives with wolves. There's a giant boar versus wolf. Um, different clans dealing with the human just growth of, you know, all of these guns and cannons being produced and war happening. Uh, there's mercenaries. One of them played by fucking Billy Bob Thornton in the English version of all people. Yeah. Um, and it's a very, very adult uh, story. And it's incredibly well done with the um, translation by Neil Gaiman. So I think it's, you know, one that might be a little bit much for a kid to try to take in. Um, but, man, it's a fucking incredible movie. It is. And with the way that it ends, with the giant tree spirits and, you know, the uh, creatures of the forest, um, it's pretty incredible. And also the little dudes that click the, when their heads ugh, knock to the side are fun. And everyone knows what those are. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally. Because they're, they're all over the place. Yeah. But um, that one I'm really glad we watched in theaters. I think anybody who gets the opportunity should see it on the big screen. Yeah. Uh, but talk to me about Howl's. So Howl's is absolutely fucking amazing. <laughs> um, it's yeah. just, it's heavy and lighthearted at the same time. Um, it's very whimsical, um, magical. A lot more ca- comedy in it. Yeah. Um, but there are darker themes in it too. Um, so it's, at the root of it, it's basically a movie about coming to terms with who you are and accepting yourself um and how you can find love no matter what you don't have to try like those who love you love you um that's what i always got from it and it's about a girl who isn't really happy with who she is she's just not living her life she's living the life she thinks that her father wanted for her because her father's passed away. And she's just like, oh, well, I'm just this nobody and I don't matter. So I don't need to try to do anything crazy or special. It just, I'm just going to live. Well, she arranges flowers, right? She, she does hats. That's right. Um, and for no fucking reason, a witch pops up and turns her into a, an old woman. <laughs> and she's like, all right, I'm going to run away because I can't live like this anymore. No one can find out that I'm like this and I can't talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, like she literally can't talk about it. 
Um, and she discovers Howl's moving castle. And Howl's is a, Howl is a uh, wizard who is like really notorious and says to eat the hearts of beautiful women. And she's like, well, I'm safe because I'm an old fucking woman now. <laughs> and they just form this friendship and he makes her realize just how special she really is. Mm. And there's a huge war going on because one of the princes from another kingdom went missing. And Howl's is, uh, Howl is being recruited because they're trying to get all wizards and magicians to join the war and win it for them. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, oh, well, we're not actually going to do that. We're going to steal all your fucking magic and turn you into a mindless drone so you could just die and we'll use your magic to kill everybody. Aren't the drones kind of uh, really disturbing looking yeah. kind of bird-like creatures? Yeah. Yeah, because that, that's that's one thing that I thought was kind of fucked up about. Like, cause yeah, it's they're really, very much monsters. They turn wizards and magicians into monsters that just basically follow orders and are built to die. It's pretty fucking dark. Yeah, <laughs> he gets away from it because Sophie saves him, mm-hmm. and it's just them coming together and saving each other in every way. Mm. You want to so. talk about Calcifer? Calcifer is the fire demon who in the English version is voiced by Billy Crystal. <laughs> oh my god, I forgot about that. How? Because <laughs> I've seen it so many times in the uh, Japanese version too. I watched this one in the English version. The Japanese okay. version is great. They're both good. Um, this is one where both are good. And I'm going to be a bitch and say the Witch of the Waste after she loses all of her powers looks exactly like my mother. So <laughs> I forget. Does uh does she also look a little bit similar to the Baba, and um oh no no it's uh it's the main girl when she's transformed. She kind of has the same sort of similar nose as the witch in um Spirited Away. Yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, but the the yeah. witch of the waste <laughs> looks <laughs> really like frumpy and melty. Like one of the. Like, the cigar smoking bit? One of the scenes that fucked me up when mm. I first watched it was, so Sophie, who is the girl um, yeah. that gets turned into a little woman, and she gets younger as she finds self-confidence in herself. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of interesting to see throughout the movie. Yeah. Um, she is going to the palace to talk to um, like the main sorcerer that works there who's recruiting everybody. And the Witch of the Waste pops up because she got invited too. So they're walking up like this huge flight of stairs. Oh, God. And yeah. as the Witch this of the Waste. And Sophie's struggling because it's a lot of fucking stairs. Right. And as the Witch of the Waste is walking, she just starts melting. It's and like so getting. Gross. Like she's a bigger woman. And then she just starts getting like saggier and saggier. And you could see her fat and uh-huh. her skin hanging and yeah. dripping. Uh-huh. And it's really fucking gross. It's, it's gross. <laughs> it's really gross. Um, uh, but it's, you know, it's. Uh, but it's a good. It has. It, it kind of is a confidence builder, and it it's really heartfelt. Yeah, yeah. And that, I mean, that kind of, you know, makes sense with um, some of the ones that you like a lot, where it's kind of a coming of age, sort of. Yeah. Well, this know? wasn't really coming of age, because she's supposed to be in, like, her early 20s. Not, not like the uh, one with the redhead kid. The one where the, no. the theme of the movie is growing up 
isn't easy. How dare you? <laughs> no, this wasn't. So howls. Yeah, this is more of I'm finally. I'm okay. Confident and I'm okay o- with. I'm okay. Things are. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's it's also it's amazing, really... and the book is great too. The book yeah. is a little bit different. Yeah. Um, it's got some great animation in it, and it's also yeah. one that's um, getting to the par- point in Ghibli's history when they started doing a lot more CG. But Miyazaki, um, and but I it just, just saw this recently. Perfectly. Well, what what he uh, has said, what he's quoted is, even if you're doing CG. Do it all by hand. Yeah. So, you know, he he's not like the kind of director who would let anybody auto-render any animations. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of CG in uh, Spirited Away. Mm-hmm. In Howl's, it blends incredibly well. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a really fucking, you know, large-scale film, too. Especially when you see all it's those an animations. Epic. Yeah, like the actual, you know, Howl's house. And you see the Howl. Walking around. Or even when Howl, because he's able to move where his doors are. Yeah. Not like the doors on his castle. Like, so his, he ha- he's able to attach. His front door is kind of a portal. Yeah, he's able to turn his front door into a portal. And so, depending on what color the knob is on, mm-hmm. will indicate what part of the world he's able to be part of. Yeah. Like red goes to a city, green goes to, to a the village, country. black goes to yeah. the war zone. You know, so he's able to change that. Yeah, and it just goes all over the country and to just everywhere. Yeah, it's and it's then you a, see all the wars, and you find his secret area that his uncle used to live in, mm-hmm. which is his favorite place with the field. Right. Um. It's it's humongous. I I think I want to eventually read it. What, what would it. you What would you say the uh, the book it's been, is in comparison? It's been a very long time. Worth reading? Yeah, I, I remember it being worth reading. I haven't read it in eleven years. Oh yeah, it's time to revisit that shit. Yeah, but I still have a copy. Yeah, I think I no, I, my copy got destroyed or something. And did you, it? Oh yeah, I did get you. You another got copy. me another copy. That's for right. Christmas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, for the most part, I think we've covered the films that we really wanted to talk about. Um, we went through quite a few, but not nearly the entirety of the, uh, Studio Ghibli catalog. I'm trying to remember that fucking movie that we enjoyed where it was the school. school. Yeah. Yeah. That was a really good one that we saw in theaters. Mm -hmm. No, we didn't Um, see it in theaters. Oh, did we see that, uh, We bought it. No, we we bought it. it. We bought it and we watched it twice Mm -hmm. and then we... Then we figured it would be good to let go. We resold it. Yeah. 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 Um, but you know, I, I really do appreciate these movies. I'm glad that they have a life outside of just Japan. I think it's good that American audiences have really embraced a lot of these and that they're available. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's cool to see films that are so imaginative and so well constructed like these, um, Loved by generations, you know, like you got a lot of people right now that are, you know, in their 30s and 20s. And then there are kids that are just now being introduced to these. Yeah. They're starting to love them. So I think for, you know, kids who 
were around in the late 90s I mean, for God's now. sakes, there's even, like, pictures of there's this, this little kindergartner hmm. now yeah. that um, for Halloween, like, everyone was dressed up fun and everything, and her mom dressed her up as no face. Yeah. <laughs> and all the kids were fucking crying. <laughs> I saw that going around this last Halloween. Oh, that was, it was great. so good. It was great. Um, yeah, a lot of these films, I think, uh, are absolutely worth seeing, even if you might not necessarily be too much into animated features. The fan bases are very interesting because... <laughs> Some of them are... Ooh. Yeah. I, I wouldn't say that it's such an extreme obsession um as you know some other animated properties um but some of the people can go a little out there get a little little into it yeah uh but one thing i will say one thing i will say is that nobody does animated food the way miyazaki does Ooh, every time every goddamn time we, the fuck we you gotta watch ponyo right, at so some point because of the ham and uh ramen i can't eat hard-boiled eggs yeah. well not, no i can eat hard-boiled eggs i can't eat fried eggs like sunny that's side right, up that's uh, right uh, no they're <laughs> fucking uh. <laughs> they're fucking gross don't, don't get grossed don't get grossed out they are disgusting yeah but i will watch Hal's moving castle yeah and oh yeah Hal's for making eggs and bacon in the pan yeah and uh um, markle has the eggs and mm-hmm. the bread and the bacon and is just shoveling it into yeah. it. and i, I that want meal. that fucking meal that meal is even so the good. eggs even oh, yeah. the fucking gross ass sunny side eggs look good well you know, you can look around a convention, and in any direction, you will see at least one character from a Miyazaki film. Or we saw from Sophie when we went to Pentacon. Yeah, we did. Yeah. We did. And I'm sure we're going to see more. I think I saw Howl when I went by myself. Yeah, I think you told me. Yeah. Um, I've seen some at San Diego Comic-Con. I've seen some at WonderCon. Uh, they're everywhere, you know. And that's the thing. I mean... People love these films, and they have every right to, because some of them are incredible. But um, for the most part on that, I think we are where we want to stop for this episode. Uh, So folks, thank you for listening to us talk about these films. Hopefully we've been able to discuss lightly some movies that you might not have seen yet, and make you think about checking them out, because some of these we know we highly recommend. Yeah. and if you're ready, I think we can do some shout outs. Yeah. Um Let's do so want to give a big shout out to America McGee and Martin. Um, yeah, of course. Again, they're working on Alice Asylum. Uh mm-hmm. great artwork on the way. Stuff already there. Um things are looking really good. Um people are a little bit concerned because they haven't gotten their rabbits yet. They are on the way. Oh, that's just a dumb thing that people But you, I'm just letting people know if you haven't yeah. that they're on the way. Just, so just if in case you, you're listening to us and you came here from America and yeah. believe me, if you opted in, your rabbit is coming. We just got ours. Yeah, it's gonna be there. Um fluffy but huggable. He's perfect. It's gonna be <laughs> worth the wait, trust me. Um but no, this is a great project and it has a lot of steam under it and it just, it's going to take all of us to make it happen. Yeah. So let's be nice and understanding and all work together and we can do this. Patient? Yeah. I think that's a big... Uh... I'm not patient over this. I want this now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But I'll be patient. 
uh some shout outs i think um as always we want to shout out the dark art society uh shout outs to bone and sickle as well um shout outs to 26 movies from hell the uh <laughs> fucking bradley j cornish and dan pullen uh show that we have been on many times and it has just now been announced that i will now be joining them occasionally um regularly as a member of four brains one movie so it's gonna be me ricky dan and bradley uh we may do some dinner with lynch episodes we may do some occasional 26 movies from hell episodes but as of right now we are us four four brains one movie congratulations thank you Um, thank you also i'm not going to say what it is um but andrew and i actually have another project on the way ourselves that's right that we actually started Mm -hmm. before freaky phantoms was even a thing we yeah about three years ago we did our first episode we and then we canned it yeah (laughs) we canned the shit out of it for reasons um We've had the website. It was. It's been about four and a half years now. It has. Yeah. Um, God damn, we've been working this project for almost four and a half years. Five years. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we had the website already. Yes. Um, we've had it for a while, mm-hmm. and like we said, he we made one episode and canned it because reasons. But I think it's time to finally bring it out. So expect yeah. some new things from us we're still gonna do freaky fandoms as well but Mm -hmm. this is gonna be another thing that we do on top of that yeah so for the uh for the first bit of news on that um go follow us uh subscribe um support if you can for as little as a buck a month um us over at patreon uh so you can keep up with us and get the very first a uh, bit of news and first episode of when we drop this. Yeah, I'm excited. We. I am too. Yeah, it's, I am. It's time. Yeah, yeah. So I think uh, I think we'll be unveiling that here um, at the latest, mm, probably May. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we've we've got some exciting stuff com- coming up in April, which we might be able to uh, share with some of you guys about what we've got going on and where we'll be and who we meet and that should be fun Mm -hmm. but until then um, and until next week when we'll be back with another episode we are Freaky Phantoms yeah we are alright Freaky